Hello, and welcome into another episode of the Fantasy Football Pod with Nick and Cody coming at you with our Saturday Best Bets Pod episode. We are doing well to start the year. I think that's uh, maybe a bit of an understatement, Coates. Um, do you have the, the numbers in front of you? I don't know if you wanted to uh, update the people on the, uh, the record so far. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a little bit of an understatement, but I appreciate the humbleness this morning. Um, Nick is right at 66%. He's gone two and one every single week. I'm at an unbelievable 89% right now going eight and one through the first three weeks combined at 78% of bets hit. So it has been a very wild, very fun ride so far to start this season. But uh, one thing that I, I was looking up some betting quotes and I wanted to just highlight this one that I found. Luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. It's very easy when you see you know two gamblers absolutely killing it just to say that they're on the lucky side, that they've had some good breaks. But when you spend as much time as Nick and I do looking at these lines, analyzing these games, both from a fantasy and a betting perspective, things are going to go your way. So this is not just something we threw together in the last five minutes. These are things that we researched throughout the week, and it's been paying off for us big time. Let's keep it rolling this week. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like the sample size has, um, you know, gotten to a point that you kind of have to take luck out of the equation at this point. It's been a, you know, a good last year and a good start to this year. Hopefully we can keep the magic rolling. Cody, do you want to go ahead and kick it off with your first best bet? Absolutely. Let's get it started. For my first bet, we are going to Buffalo and I am taking the home Buffalo Bills minus two and a half. And I will say this is my favorite bet of the week. Right now, the Dolphins are the public's favorite team. Obviously hanging 70 last week. They've been in every single news cycle basically every single day. With that being said, I just think that they have played some rough defenses. Obviously, the Broncos are going to be a little bit inflated, putting getting 70 put on them, but the Chargers, 31st-ranked defense in the NFL. The Broncos, 32nd-ranked defense in the NFL. If you want to consider the Patriots a good defense, which I'd say they're above average, the Dolphins only put up 24 points and only beat them by seven. That was their only close game of the season, or only lowest scoring game of the season. The Chargers game was technically close, but I just think the, um, you know, right now the Bills are, you know, the second best overall defense in the NFL. When you look at yards per game, they're the best defense when you look at QBR given up, but the most important, they are second in sacks. If you disrupt Tua's pocket, he historically has become a different quarterback. This is going to be away from home. The weather's not going to be a factor. It's still early enough in the season that Buffalo has nice weather right now. But the other thing here is the Dolphins' defense is bottom half in every statistical category, according to Covers.com. Josh Allen is going to have a heyday on them. I see them winning by at least three. I could see them winning by almost a touchdown. Okay. Um, you know, I we don't really have a – the large disagreement very often uh, in either fantasy or the best bets column, but I uh, I would play this the other way. Actually, I so I have a best bet that I have a backup for because of an injury situation. My backup is Miami plus two and a half. Um, I just I don't see betting against a team right now that has the NFL record for yards through three games. Obviously inflated by that Denver game, but they have sixteen hundred fifty one yards through three weeks. Uh, even taking out the 720, that's uh, almost 500 a game. 
you, I, I understand your concerns about the good defense. Buffalo's certainly a step up from the Broncos, maybe two or three steps up, but uh, they went on the road against the Patriots and kind of ran them out of their building. They would have scored 30 points if not for a blocked field goal and a missed field goal. So um, I get it. Dolph, uh, the, the Buffalo Bills are good. I think it's going to be a shootout, and they very well could cover two and a half by winning by a field goal. But I, uh, I, I am hesitant to give points to this team right now because of how explosive their offense is. Uh, but I also, uh, you know, I chastise you for taking two divisional overs two weeks in a row and both of them hit. So maybe I just don't know <laughs> what I'm talking about. Um, all right. So my first play of the week is going to be in the morning. So make sure you place this bet uh, before you go to bed, unless you are an early riser like my man Cody here. Atlanta at Jacksonville over in London. Jacksonville favored by three points. We are taking the Jags and the points here. Uh, I guess you're giving the points and taking the Jags by uh, minus three. I think it's a get-right game for the Jags. I think Atlanta's a little inflated at two and one. I think uh, if you had set this line before the year, it would have been closer to five or six. And I think that's probably closer to the true talent of these two teams. Uh, Jacksonville really, really needs this one at one and two. They need to stay in the race. This is a very winnable game for them. And uh, again, yeah, I think the uh, the quarterback mismatch is very stark, and I just don't think Atlanta has the talent to fill the gaps uh, beyond that. So I think Jacksonville wins by uh, about a touchdown here. I will gladly lay three points. Try to lock this in before it goes to three and a half, though. The uh, I really, really don't. That is the kind of the cliff a lot of the times for you know games, just because winning by that field goal can either you know lose it for you or not. So uh, try to lock it in at just minus three. Yeah, absolutely. I actually, this would probably have been my fourth bet if uh, if we did more than three. I uh, was doing some research on it. I believe it's over 74% of public bets have come in on the Falcons, and the line has not moved very much since it opened up. Not that typically all. means there's a lot of pro money coming in on the Jaguars. So I like that one quite a bit. Obviously, any time you can fade the public and uh, ride with the people who do this for a living, it typically means you're on the right side. So Yes, it does. I like that one quite a bit. My second one I have here for you, Cardinals at 49ers under 43 and a half. Finally going to go ahead and take a divisional under here there that hopefully go. hits. And I actually, my only loss this year is a divisional under that went over. So maybe that AFC South, <laughs> you just got to bet the overs anytime they play yeah, each other. That's true. But uh, let's start here with the Cardinals. The Cardinals are coming off of what most likely is going to be their Super Bowl this season. Uh, Joshua Dobbs has been playing well over his expectations this year. One surprising thing for the Cardinals has been their pass rush. They have been very good, but sorry, the Rams and the Giants both <laughs> rank in the bottom 10 of sacks and QB pressures. Steelers couldn't get home, but TJ Watt has had some big games to help their overall team stats. And what I mean by all this is basically Joshua Dobbs has been playing from a clean. I'm sorry. I'm sa I said that backwards. Brock Purdy has been playing from a clean pocket basically all season this year. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think that the Cardinals defense is going to be able to put some pressure on them. I know Jonathan Gannon kind of gets made fun of on social media for being kind of a dork, but he's a really good defensive coordinator. And he's been showing that through three weeks with an Arizona team that no one really thought was going to be able to hang in a lot of these games. So I think that they're going to be able to put some pressure on Brock Purdy and make this 49ers offense kind of come back to life just a little bit. And then on the other side of it, is there really any need to talk about how good the 49ers defense is? Third in yards per game, thirds in rush yards per game. 
uh, 14th in passing yards per game, but that's at a whopping 205 yards per game that they're giving up right now. You know, in these divisional matchups, you traditionally want to take the under. And in this game, I could see it being a defensive grinded out game. We might be without Debo. Even if he is out there, he's going to be a little bit banged up. So I just see the Cardinals not necessarily hanging in this one, but I don't see the 49ers hanging 40 on them this week. I'll take the under. Cardinals have been yeah very competitive so far. Obviously, beating the uh, the Cowboys was surprising last week, but they have entered the fourth quarter of every single game with a lead so far. So Jonathan Gannon, uh, whatever strings he is pulling, however boring they may seem from the outside looking in, he is uh, doing something right because those players are playing pretty hard for him, even though he doesn't have the talent of some other teams around the NFL. Uh, yeah, I again. When it's come to the divisional games, take the points, take the unders uh, if you're not sure. And 43 and a half is probably slightly inflated by the fact that the uh, Niners offense has you know, been destroying their competition so far this year. My next play of the uh, Sunday slate here is the Vegas Raiders at the Los Angeles Chargers. We are going to take the Raiders plus five. This one has been moving as well. Uh, so go ahead and lock that in. It was plus five and a half when I put it in the dock. Down to plus five. Uh, so try to grab it before it moves any further. The Los Angeles Chargers uh, love to play close games under Brandon Staley. Only seven out of their 20 wins have been more than uh, have been by more than one score since 2021. Uh, again, I think this is just a game that's uh, it's divisional. These teams always play close games, and I think you can almost I would almost take the Raiders on the money line. Uh, the Chargers had a big emotional win on the road against the Vikings last week, but their defense is very bad and uh, will continue to be so. And, uh, you know, if the uh, Max Crosby-led pass rush can get to Justin Herbert a little bit, I think they can make this a really good game. Make sure Garoppolo starts. This was my uh, this is my bet that has a backup, being the Miami plus two and a half I talked about earlier, because uh, Garoppolo's concussion would certainly, uh, you know, take me off of this game if he were to not go. But... Uh, the fact that the line is moving towards the Raiders side makes me think that some positive news has come out on Garoppolo that we haven't seen yet. So uh, I, I think he'll probably start. Just make sure he does. Otherwise, I would pivot. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like that side as well. All of the other betting podcasts that I listen to are all over the Raiders this weekend as well. I think the Chargers are probably the easiest team to fade in the NFL right now, which is how just bad their points. defense is and how – how just inconsistent their coach is when it comes to how he calls games and uh, just likes to give up some leads. So I'm surprised. Uh, I'm just surprised that these they're getting like a home field bump. Like they don't really have a home field. It is all. It will be. All. It'll be more Raiders fans for sure. Absolutely, like for sure. It'll be more Raiders fans. It'll be Oakland Raiders fans that come in from or L.A. Raiders fans from yeah, when they were absolutely. in L.A. There are more Raiders fans in L.A. than there are Chargers fans. It's not. Uh, I would not think it's particularly close so it, it will be basically a Raiders home game and uh yeah I, I just don't like I don't understand the the difference in the line because if, if it was in Las Vegas do you think do you think the Raiders would be favored by like one or do you think it'd be a pick'em game basically I, I just I'll I'll take all the points they're giving me because I don't think it's that much different than if they were playing you know two hours away in Vegas there's going to be about the same disparity of you know like fans I guess it's just uh, I don't understand it but we'll take yeah. the points one hundred percent, and I don't think these teams are that far apart from each other. I mean, your no, your not. only big difference is one has Justin Herbert and the other is Jimmy Garoppolo, but both of them have 
pretty bad head coaches right now, and they both just like to uh, to blow leads and, and keep the other team in it. So I can definitely see that one coming down to a last-minute field goal wins it. And either way that goes, you you hit that bet. So yep, love that one as well. And then my last one of the day, I'm going to take a road favorite. It's the only road favorite that I, I really like out there. It's going to be Vikings minus four and a half. And for reference – I would have been on the other side of this if Andy Dalton was starting at quarterback. I do think that he could have picked apart this terrible Vikings defense a little bit easier than what Bryce Young is going to show this weekend. Both teams are 0-2-1 against the spread to start the season, so one of them will hopefully – well, I guess it's a half point, so one of them will get their first cover of the season. So congrats to whoever that may be, hopefully the Vikings. Uh, first, only one of these teams came into the season thinking that they could be a playoff team. That was the Vikings. They started off 0-3. They have to get right this game. They have to find a way to win this game. If they can have a blowout and maybe get their season back on track, they would love to do so. So that's why I'm okay swallowing the four and a half. My other thing on here is Bryce Young and his two starts have get, has scored a total of 27 points. Um, even against this soft defense, I don't know if Bryce Young is going to be able to put up more than 17. That means if the Vikings put up 24, you know, 24-17 is a score I could definitely see this game being at. It's an easy cover. Vikings minus four and a half. Yeah, this was actually my favorite play of the week. It was going to be the over 46 and a half when Dalton was in the game. Uh, that was, I was, I was, you know, salivating Absolutely. over that line. I thought it would go way over that number because both these offenses had had some success. Unfortunately, uh, Bryce Young did come back from that ankle injury and uh, that sort of killed my enthusiasm about that line. But uh, I, you know, if you uh, if you're back in the Vikings here, they are the hungry dog. They definitely need this game. They are the ones with playoff expectations here. Uh, And yeah, Bryce Young making his third career start. Never a bad idea to go against uh, the you know green rookie quarterback that has looked very much like a rookie quarterback thus far in the year. Uh, yeah, the Vikings again. They they really really need this one. If they don't, they if they lose in Carolina this Sunday, I think the the fire sale might actually be on, which is hard to say for the Vikings. They do not ever really tank in their uh, franchise history. For sure. Last play of the day, another line that has moved on me a couple points from when I originally took it, but Seattle on the road against the Giants. Uh, Seahawks favored by one and a half. We're going to go ahead and back the Seahawks in this one. It was plus one for the Giants uh, when this line opened and as soon as yesterday. But I don't know if uh, I, I was looking at, I didn't see any like negative Barkley news or anything. I'm Usually something like that has to come out for a line to move that quickly uh, and by that much. But I haven't seen anything like that. I guess the, uh, you know, the, the sharp betters are really just kind of laying their money down at this point. And I think you should probably follow them even at minus one and a half. I, I, I have in my notes that I have a completely mispriced line. Should be Seattle favored by two or three. Well, unfortunately, they're almost favored by two or three now. So you might want to lock it in. I think under if you're if you're uh, by two and a half or under, I'm still cool with it. They are, I think, just a much better team. They have the better quarterback. They have the better running game. Uh, even with, you know, even if Barkley plays, it's a hobbled Barkley or Walker and Charbonnet. I'll take those two right now. Uh, I think they have the better defense overall. They're not neither one of them are very good, but I think just looking across at all the position groups, you can basically check the box for Seattle for 80% of them. Whenever that's the case and you're only laying a point or two, I'll go ahead and take it 
Uh, I just think this Giants team is going to be a five or six win team at the end of the year, and Seattle's probably going to be a playoff bound team. So I will take the uh, the much better side. Absolutely. You also get Danny Dimes in another primetime game, and I believe he is. It's now like two and eleven or something like that against the spread in primetime games. So. He is the new Kirk Cousins. You want to say him yeah, anytime he is playing in prime time. So I, I actually like that one quite a bit as well. I actually got the Seahawks plus one and a half earlier this week whenever it first dropped. So good job. I I would say if you if you want the best of the line, we're we're gonna probably try and work on a betting show that comes out earlier in the week so we can yeah. get some better get some better line movement uh, had, there. But yeah, we've had a few of them in the past couple weeks. It's just been frustrating say, to, uh, to have a player so confident about and then have it change. Yeah, Nick was tilting a little bit before we hit record because he had, I think it was Raiders plus five and a half in the dock. He had, um, it was plus plus one one for the Seahawks. So, yep, absolutely. That's that's what happens. I was listening to, again, another betting podcast, and this is what the professional better who puts a lot of money on these games. And he was saying that basically most books won't let you put down more than 10K until Friday or Saturday. So that's why typically you'll see Friday and Saturday the lines move where the pros want them to be because that's okay. where the books let them come in and put in their money. Sure. Okay. Okay. Good. Good call. That's actually uh, I did not know that, but that makes a ton of sense because the books probably want to uh, they want to have they those all lines that as money. sharp as they can be before they allow the uh, the big money to come in. So they you know they obviously they're confident in the lines they put out originally, but you know you having the money come in one way or another kind of shows them where there may be, you know, slight errors in their original judgment. So that's smart. Absolutely. All right. Well, if you stuck around, listen to the whole thing, make sure to hit that subscribe button. This will be oh, a YouTube Cody, video. Cody, so you're going to give your long shot bet today or. Oh, do, do you... your long shot bet first. I totally forgot to get mine ready. I got you. I'll get okay. one ready so, in a couple of seconds here. You got So it. I have been uh, a little off the mark the past couple of weeks with my long shot bets. Week one, we didn't win, but it was just because of the JK Dobbins injury. The last two weeks, I have uh, just not really, not really been close. Honestly, with uh, I guess the the Bucks point band was close; they got to twenty seven. But last week, Bears money line, no thank you. I was actually, I, I, I did, I did have in my notes for the Bears money line that anytime a team is plus five hundred in the NFL, you should sprinkle some money on it. So if you listen to me and sprinkle money on the Cardinals as well, then you would have won some. So you're welcome. But um, I'm going to go a little more simple this time. We're just going to go with a three team. Uh, Three-team parlay, all to just to win the game on the money line. Uh, Browns W, Dolphins W, and a Raiders W gets you to plus 1080. We are way over our plus 500 uh, threshold there. So I think we uh, I think we get all these teams. Again, these are just lines, in my opinion, that are slightly mispriced. I know Cody disagrees with me on the Dolphins one, but the Browns only being favored by two at home with that incredible defense, I think, is a little low. Uh, and then the, the Raiders, again, we just talked about that game. So I think all three of these teams have a good shot to win. And if they cash, you get over 10 to one on, uh, on your money there. So go ahead and lay a sprinkle on this parlay. All right. I don't mind that one at all. Give me one second here. I'm putting together a little parlay. We don't put this, this is, stuff together. This, in the this last totally minute. just yeah. takes away from the quote I opened the podcast <laughs> I with. God damn. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, let's see here. All right. We, I'm okay with this. We're going to roll with this. It's, it's not my if favorite, want, but 
I can I can go through some other lines I like because there, there was a few that I, I actually wanted to include in this doc. So if you want me to talk about those for yeah, a second, yeah, talk about you. talk about some other lines. Okay. They won't be a, a part of our official official statistics, but let me find something here that I Cowboys that I like. by six. I like quite a bit. Uh, that's come down. Looks like the sharp betters are on the side of the Patriots, but I just don't see it. I don't think they're a very good team. I think the Cowboys will be pissed after losing to Arizona last week. Um, I almost took Cowboys minus six and a half. Well, it's moving down. So wait, you, this is a, this is one where you know, normally we say lock it in, but we are. I'm going against the sharps here for whatever reason. They're on the Patriots. Uh, I think this line might even come down to five and a half. I've seen it at six at some some spots. It's at six and a half right now where I'm looking at it. Uh, so it it could continue to come down. You might want to wait for that one. But I'll take the Cowboys if it's under a touchdown. Um, what was the other one that I was looking at here? Um, yeah, Browns minus two. I just mentioned that one. Uh, I like that a lot as well. Uh, that defense is just so, so good. And uh, it looks like Watson's going to play. That line began to move towards the Ravens when uh, he, had a, he had a kind of an odd Friday practice. He like threw a couple passes and then left. Uh, so it looked like he might have injured himself, but uh, he's good to go. So I'll go ahead and take the Browns minus two. That'll probably c- come back to three uh, once Watson is fully you know confirmed. And then Broncos Bears over 46. Uh, these two teams have two of the three worst defenses in the NFL. I think the Broncos will definitely be able to move the ball. Uh, the Bears are the wild card here, but if Justin Fields decides to actually use his legs and it gets some designed runs, gets the Bears up to 20 points, I don't think that's a ton to ask. I think we are easily going to clear 46. Uh, the Broncos, again, have been just clowned on all week. I think Sean Payton is going to go ahead and take it out on that horrible Bears defense with a couple of uh, – you know, schemed up plays that will go for uh, long gains, possibly touchdowns. I'll uh, I'll take that over pretty comfortably there as well. All righty, I got my plus five hundred bet. Uh, again, I'm not going to say that I'm going to put in a bunch of money on this one because I did <laughs> just you know have to search for it. Totally forgot that we do that nowadays here on the podcast. Uh, I'm going to take anytime touchdown for the Chiefs defense this week going up against Good Zach one. Wilson. It is right at plus 500, so a little bit of a cop-out just taking you know the defense to score against the worst quarterback. But when you're just searching last second, I think that it's a good bet. Uh, obviously, the Chiefs' defense has been really good. I don't know if they have any defensive scores yet this season, so uh, some would say they are due. So let's uh, let's get that Chiefs' defensive score. Yeah. Do you also, uh, Nick? Do you remember for, your your play last week for the long shot bet? Uh, I believe it was. Was it Patriots to score a touchdown? Yes, it was. A good, yeah, it was. good man. When in doubt, just, uh, bet against Zach Wilson. That is uh, never Out of, a bad absolutely. <laughs> also, before we leave, I do want to point out that I did hear this one. Uh, teams that score 70 points in NFL history are 0-1 against the spread in the following week. So... <laughs> <laughs> So I, I love my Bills pick even more. <laughs> Fuck you, bro. Fuck you. <laughs> All right. Well, if you if you stuck around, hit that subscribe button. Like I said, this will be a YouTube video also. So if you found us on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Comment what your favorite bet, best bet of the week is and let us know if you're tailing us in the comments. Nick, any last words for the people? Are you ready to get out of here? No, go out there, lock your bets in. Let's make some money. All right, let's do it.